Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got? I started on too high an octave. <laughs> sure. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone? Pure paradise. Oh. I see, I see. I see what you did there. See, I started with the Joni Mitchell version, and it's too high for my admittedly wide register mm-hmm. so i dropped it down to the counting crows version mm-hmm. do you want to introduce yourself i'm griffin mcroy and this is rose buddies i did that musical interlude because now two weeks removed from what i can now safely call the greatest television franchise in history. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness i miss the bachelor so bad me too i'll never bachelor I promise bachelor bachelor <laughs> come back early i'll never say another bad thing about like i don't care how like <laughs> racist and sexist and repugnant you get sometimes i'll never say another bad word about you if you please god just please please god come home please god <laughs> please god uh so we're talking this week about paradise hotel 2 it feels like t- paradise hotel 2 just cut off the bachelor's like pinky toe and mailed it to us in a letter that, that is how yes, affronted that I, is exactly that is exactly it paradise hotel 2 i'm sorry like we're sorry we thought didn't know what it, we yeah. knew literally nothing about it i i said last week we needed a break from the blank of love milieu and shit homie i'm not sure that this was an upward this was if, to use football terminology which i know you love this was a lateral <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I thought it looked fun. I thought it looked a lot like Bachelor in Paradise slash Bachelor Pad, which is a fun summer treat. And it is it is Bachelor in Paradise, and we'll get to that later. There's a few twists and turns, but yeah. Bachelor in Paradise uh, borrowed heavily from this format. Yeah, uh, and I don't know, maybe this maybe this borrowed from something else too. But the similarities were stark. Um, so this is a this is a Fox show, and you were talking about how yes, this is, is in the history of. Of other Fox shows. Yeah, so, so it's not a Fox show. It is a Fox reality show. It had its own network of original Yeah, see, I don't think I had program. cable when that was going on. I didn't either. I didn't either. I just know about my what might be my favorite reality show ever, which was Solitary, which was brilliant. It was a show in which nine people were locked in solitary confinement in a big, like, octagonal chamber, um, and they were in there for, like, a month. And they would do, like, tests to, like, elimination tests, and they were, like, tests of your... Torture. uh, It was basically torture. Well, kind of. Like, they were tests of your mental and physical endurance, but they were not, like, walk on hot coals. It was, like, put a ball gag in your mouth. And then, like, your jaw will get, like, sore and tired, and so people will, like, after four hours... torture. Okay, yeah, okay. (laughs) Uh, But you get, like, 100K for winning, so whatever. Um, The brilliant thing about the show is you, in those endurance tests, they don't tell you when people quit. Yeah. So somebody might do it for like 45 minutes and be like, I'm king shit of fuck mountain. I definitely outlasted everybody. It's like, nope, you're first. And then somebody keeps going for like 10 hours. Yeah. Not realizing they could have quit at 46 minutes. It's a great, uh, I, you, we've pointed out the grossest things about it. It's actually a genius, genius show. It's by the same, uh, it was on the same network. Uh, only The only difference, one slight difference between uh, Solitary and Paradise Hotel 2 is that uh, Paradise Hotel 2 is, you know how... In the ocean, they have those naturally occurring islands of garbage where like, the garbage <laughs> just kind of yeah. gravitationally comes yeah. together. That's what Paradise Hotel 2 was. And yeah. I assume Paradise Hotel 1. Yeah. So, and I know that a lot of you have actually watched this because I put it in the Facebook group. and it, Shame on you. It started a, 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 a rowdy discussion about not just this first episode, which is all we committed to watching, but several episodes after. We had a moment early on in the episode, and I'm sure that many of our listeners had the same moment. And I can't imagine who it was more horrifying for us or them when about three minutes into it, you wonder, is this a pornography? And then you wonder, (laughs) did I just tell our millions of listeners to watch pornography? Or they thought, I trusted Griffin and Rachel, they made me watch a pornography. (laughs) And a bad one. It's It's like if somebody tried to cut... Like this quote unquote sexy clips from Big Brother where you see like sheets rustling in a grayscale uh-huh. night vision camera uh, to porn music. And mm-hmm. then it's like, try, so, just try to jerk off to this. I so, guess. Griffin, what does good pornography look like then? 
I mean, I imagine more than just blankets moving, like, mm-hmm. there could be a ghost under there. They could have one of those fucking <laughs> rope, uh, like, uh, uh, weasel balls that you could, uh, they had a crack yeah, barrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just put a couple under those under a blanket, <laughs> and it's like, that is Big Brother pornography. That's what they are going for here. This show is fucking filth. Uh, so it starts out with 11 guests, and we're the, told as the viewer that their goal is to stay as long as they can. So it's not about finding love, per se. No, and it, there's no, much like Bachelor in Paradise, another great thing that uh, this show also has is no prize, no discernible prize, as far as we can Yeah, tell. although there is a suggestion that there's one. There's this sense of like, oh, but winning, winning this would be worth so much more. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't either. I, so maybe if we had seen the first season. Maybe the first season. They surprised them with a million dollars at the end? Probably not that probably much. Probably no, no. But probably like a hundred bucks. <laughs> we said that about Bachelor in Paradise too, though. And all they got was a human prize. <laughs> uh, and so then we're told that every few days someone must check out so that someone new can check in. Life day. Renew, renew. And we're starting with six women and five men. So the uh, there's a woman on the chocolate bean block. We yeah. Know. All right. Let's talk, let's talk about Bachelor in Paradise very very quickly. Okay. Bachelor in Paradise will be after the Bachelorette. It'll be the next thing. It is a mm-hmm. summer summer treat. It is probably a, start in like August. It starts late summer. We've talked a little bit about it. It is the sort of uh, conceptual replacement for um, for Bachelor Pad, which was more of a like kind of like more of a real world road rules challenge type thing where they actually did like fucking survivor games mm-hmm. and you could win immunity and shit like that bachelor in paradise there is one rule and it is get get a rose there's a rose ceremony at the end except uh in with each week um either the men have a majority or the women have a majority usually by two so there's two more men than women mm-hmm. and then all the women will give the men roses and the two who don't get roses are gone and then they add two women so then the men are in power they give roses to the women and so on and so forth um you don't get a smaller pool of people, right? You you Because you replace the people who go home every week. Yeah. What you get is at the end, Chris Harrison says, if you're not going to take this seriously and you don't think there's a future for this relationship, you gots to bounce. Um, which people do every season, which doesn't make sense to me. Like, I would be like, this is an all paid, free drink, free food, like, baller, m- like, Mexican vacation. It's like, that code of conduct, man. Like, the whole Bachelor franchise I guess you don't want to get burned. is built on a code of conduct, which is why that one season of Bachelor Pad was just yes. so disgusting to so many people. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, no, I'm not wrong, two, two marriages have come out of Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, mm-hmm. Two or four four people have gotten married in two discreet Lacey, marriages. Lacey and, Lacey and Marcus and, and Jade and Tanner. Jade and Tanner. That's one marriage per season. The the, the hit rate is a thousand. They're about a thousand. <laughs> yeah. Compared to the what like five that have come out of the the, the core series. Yeah. I, I'm. I think it is a better formula. I mean, certainly you're meeting more people, like law of large numbers. You're- yeah. Well, and you get to spend kind of all day every day with yes. them. Um, so that show, that is that is like the main tension point. You get dates. The new people who show yeah. up get dates, and so they can use that to like try and woo people away, maybe. Um, but really, what you get is, for the two seasons that it's run, is like the early couples usually stick together pretty tight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I miss about Bachelor Pad what is do you miss? that... Bachelor Pad had more group activities. There were more like everybody plays in this challenge with their partner. Yeah. Um, they don't do that in Bachelor Paradise. It's more solo dates. Well, Bachelor Pad also had a, a, it had a fucking escape route. It had an ending. It had an exit strategy and it was the best ending for like any reality yeah. show. Yeah. And Bachelor in Paradise doesn't unless like people get married, which has happened a hundred percent of the time. Um, anyway, that is Bachelor in Paradise. The, the similarities here are, like I said, like they're they're very clear. You mm-hmm. have more of uh, men, more men than women, and then more women than men the next time. Uh, people who get sent home get replaced. I yeah. don't know how the, the shit develops, and I fucking never will because over my dead body will I watch Paradise Hotel season two. Episode yeah, two. yeah, and and they actually and I see. At first, I was looking in the Facebook group and I couldn't figure out why people watch more than one episode. Uh, but then I realized they do the old cliffhanger. I think they were trying to see a nipple. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, probably. I and I mean, you see, you see some butts. You in, see a naked butt from a in man in this one, and almost a a a centimeter of shaft. 
<laughs> he like rearranges the towel, and as the towel moves around him in a circle, like the camera cuts front to back just to make sure you don't get the shaft. But if you look close enough, you, <laughs> if you freeze frame that, the most TiVoed moment of 2004. I don't think there was TiVo back then. Uh, so, the, so um, the contestants look a lot like porn uh, stars. Porn stars. Yeah. Do you want to use this opportunity to talk about the music? It's porn music, like not like the traditional like. That was really. Very I can't good. figure out how you know so much about pornography. Uh, from books. Okay. <laughs> There's a book about pornography, and it's really good because it it phonetically <laughs> pronunciates That's nice. how the music sounds. That's nice. So that they would write that down like boom. How do you spell that? That it's noise. Like B w o o o o boom, and then. Like K A K. Okay. All right. Um, Good. It looks like basically the book is saying the words cack and cock over and over and over <laughs> again. Anyway, um, don't so you- try to make me sound like some sort of dirty <laughs> boy on our podcast. You like that theme song a lot, though. You were real excited about that theme song. Yeah, it's because the rest of the music was like, it was okay. By porn, by porn music, I want to elaborate. I mean, free music. I mean, music that the creators <laughs> and point. editors and producers of the show. That's a very like, good point. What can we get for? How much money do you have on you? Four dollars. All right, let me get online and buy a song for four dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the theme song though is like, it's like has words, which is uh, a, yeah. an impressive start for the show. The, the words reference how lucky everyone is to be in paradise. Remains to be seen. It's a beautiful mel. It's a beautiful melody. Where are they, like geographically? Not explained. My theory. Do you want to know my theory? Yes. They're in the bachelor mansion. I think <laughs> no, it doesn't have- look no, anything listen, like please, the bachelor. Please, please, please let me okay. explain. Okay. I think they've got one mansion. I think the bachelor owns it, and they rent it out to the smaller shows. Okay. All right. And that's how they subsidize some of the helicopter costs, some of the hot tub water costs. Um, <laughs> That's that's how they subsidize a lot of that stuff. Is they help with the production budgets of other shows, and I think they actually give them a pretty pretty fair fair deal, right? Um, and then like Bachelor or, or, or uh, Paradise Hotel Two comes in. Property Brothers does like a rehab. Well, no, I think they just fucking hose it off. No, the house looks so different. It's the it's a good hosing. So much cruft. Oh god, so much cruft builds up <laughs> under and on the wallpaper in those places. And then they just pressure wash it. And well, the a whole uh, new house. the quote cruft is that what you said? Yeah, the cruft after Paradise Hotel Two must have been pretty thick. Oh my god! Yes, it was, <laughs> it, there were there were loaves of bread just baking <laughs> on the wall in the hot, unforgiving Paradise Sun. No. it was um. So so all right. So we meet all the contestants. Um, just we get their name, their age, where they're from, and I, then I think there's a suggestion of what they do. I can remember. Mike, there's a mic, right? Yeah, there is a mic. There is a. That's it. All right. Chelsea. There's yes, a Chelsea. There's definitely a Chelsea. Okay, that's it. There's I got two of eleven. Sorry, mm-hmm. maybe name yourself after produce with well, the G in it. Like maybe name yourself like. And part of it too is that and Picasso, and I'll be like able to lock your shit down. The particular, the particular YouTube video we were watching, uh, had. Swedish subtitles. So that covered yeah. up. So we're fucking IP, some of the names. We're IP criminals now too. Rachel <clears throat> just incriminated us in court. <laughs> uh, so after all the contestants are introduced, they are all handed drinks. Uh, and then, well, I should mention that the women come in and then the bros enter separate. These fucking bros. They are the broiest bros. It's like they just saw, and maybe I mean, we need to check <clears throat> when this came out because it's like they just saw. Like fucking wedding crashers yesterday, yeah. And we're all uh-huh. like, one of them said, "Like my radar is going off. There must be some females nearby." Hey, dude, no. Oh yeah, dude, she is like ready to go. Somebody <laughs> said, "Yeah, yeah." No, they're all wearing like a like button down shirts, and I feel like there were some or many that came in with necklaces pre fastened. This must have been like when. Like the fucking pickup artist first, like did did the thing, and dudes like shitty dudes worldwide were like, oh, I oh, so I'm supposed to like be a fucking weirdo weasel and be like, 
aggressive and and weird and shitty to people, and that's like that's what gets their noodles going. <laughs> Ooh. This episode is sponsored by Kraft. Kraft macaroni and cheese. Thank you, Kraft. Uh, My favorite thing about the bro entrance was the Ryan-James rivalry that was created. Instantly. They had similar length blonde hair. Well, it's brown hair with like blonde. Yeah, a lot of blonde guy lights up in it. Yeah. One of them, who came in first? Because one of them came in with like this beautiful head of like wonderful surfer hair that was i oh, i'd kill for that i think hair. it was well and the other one came in with like similar hair but not as like soft and flowing and he's like i think we james got this, we got... came in first okay and ryan and came ryan in second like, well it looks like you got the same hair you don't because his is like or maybe it was the other way around i honestly who gives a fuck <laughs> we'll never see or t- we'll never that's true that's true uh and then so the men meet the women the no women, female. The women all walk up, and the men like they their tongues drop out of their mouths, their eyes pop out of their heads, their steam out of the ears. It's it's a big, big moment, and we get to An witness. Anvil falls on one of their heads. <laughs> yeah, somebody starts to run off a cliff and doesn't fall until they look down. Michael Jordan dunks from half court. <laughs> um, so we get to witness some of the conversations, and the one I wrote is down, that what we're calling them. When they're talking to each other. I mean, what did, what did you call them? Mouth fights. I don't know. It was <laughs> rough. I, it, the point I made while watching it, because it's the whole fucking show, is in Bachelor in Paradise, by, like, the end of episode one, they're like, okay, so here's the couples. These are the people that have coupled off. Uh, like, in the, the establishment of a relationship on that show is usually, like, two sentences, a behind-the-scenes camera, like, I like Brian. I think he's got a nice smile, and it seems like somebody who would be, like, good to hang out with while I'm here. I'm really excited about it. And then that's it. They're married. They're fucking married. That's it. Yeah. You get this... The, you get the sausage in a little plastic package, and you can cut it open and put it right on the barbecue. Here, they, like, want to show you how the sausage gets made, which is not only unappetizing, it's fucking boring watching sausage Yeah. So let me give you an example. So the, the conversation I wrote down was between Mike and Chelsea, and Chelsea literally asked Mike what his sign is. Uh, and then they are a Cancer and Scorpio, respectively. And then we get to hear about the different characteristics of each of those astrological signs with a lot of references to lovemaking. Yeah, like, oh, it's Scorpion. Um, what's, what's Cancer? <laughs> Some sort of fish? Do you see a Scorpion? F- no, that's what I'm saying. Like, that, those are the signs. I think that's how they, like, figure that shit out. Cancer is a fish or a crab? It's a crab. Yeah, that sounds right. Anyway, baby, we both got chitin. Let's get on this. Let's get on this. <laughs> um, and and then we get to see Raheem and Ryan sit aside and dish on all the women. This is a common theme in the show, is they get two contestants together, and they rate all of the people of the opposite that's sex. That's what I said. One of the women was, quote unquote, ready to go. Yeah. I think because she was wearing a red dress. Yes. No, yeah. I know. They were like, she like, knows what she's, she's doing. She's wearing a red dress. <laughs> you know what she knows? Are you guys fucking like bulls? Are you single cell organisms? Like, mm, that red dress is going to reflect just the right amount of light I need to conduct my photosynthesis on her. Wonderful. <laughs> Most of these people are like age 22 to 26 or so. Months. Months old. <laughs> They're working on object permits. They have a favorite color, which is red, and they just know they want to be around that because it makes them feel safe. Uh, <laughs> and this is when the host with no name enters. Oh, um, you forgot. Amanda? It is. We know at the end from the closing credits that her name is Amanda Bynum, but at no point, I don't could think... could be a pen name. Does she introduce herself? It could be a pen name. Let's not... Like, who's the, who's the director who, like, every time he made a shitty movie, he would use it? Oh, that's not so uncommon a practice. I think she's like, what do you want to go by this time? Because my name is actually Susan, but I, I think I'll go by Amanda Goodhost. <laughs> yeah, she just introduces the thing that's about to happen. And this time she she reiterates there's six women, there's five men. The odd girl out will have to, quote, try extra, extra hard um, to be able to stick around. So here's how it works. Are we at the point where we can explain it? Yeah. There's six women and five men. And keep in mind that those numbers switch every week. So this week it was six women and five men. The I, It took me a while to understand this. 
the six women, one at a time, I don't know how they establish the order, but it's important, will go up to a man and stand next to them and claim them, essentially. So, the women, despite the fact that the men have the fewer numbers in, in Bachelor in Paradise, the people with the, the, the team with the fewer numbers gives out the roses to the other team. Yeah, the rose, so, and, and the way this is staged is, at least this week, the five men... Some goofy farmer in the Dell shit. The five men sat in chairs, and then the women, one by one, were uh, instructed to go stand by the man and put their hand on his shoulder, at least that's what they which all they did. Would, which they would do after doing, like, a county <laughs> fair, blue ribbon dance... <laughs> slow motion boy slalom <laughs> as they moved around them there's a lot of like twirling. lingering like is it james no it's not james is it mike well no. it was like bad at it and just like sort of bounced back and forth between two <laughs> dudes like she was doing the electric slide um it sucks so so the the women the majority group uh picks and you hear that and i thought like well the the woman who goes last is gonna be fucked right because like you're not gonna pick a guy who already has a woman because if when when two women are with one person, one man, which is how it inevitably has to work out every week, maybe yeah. they do three and some do get zero. I don't know. Um, when you're in that position, the man picks between the two, and the one who doesn't get picked is doesn't have a quote unquote roommate that mm-hmm. week and has to like try and fight her way into another couple. It seems silly because the woman who goes last is inevitably going to be in a two. Well, but I think as the weeks go on, I think the last woman. Or man would potentially be like, oh, you know what? Like, like Ryan and I spent a lot of good time together. I bet he'd pick me over her. Right. They, yeah. They, I guess that plays into it. The only thing I could figure out is the women. If you just pick a guy because he's free and you don't pick a guy you think you have a connection with that you like will yeah. fight for, that guy might not feel as um, beholden to you if the free agent woman yeah is like hey you should team up with me instead of her yeah um i'm saying team up as if there's like a fucking game like my <laughs> no. my, my catch rating is higher than hers like i have a higher strength level no it's just like well it's roommate i mean that's the thing that's weird about this show is that you are picking quote a roommate for yeah. the night um so there's a little bit of gamesmanship to it but the drafting part of it just seems like Fucking weird. I think it's interesting to think, like, not only do you have to be aware of your connection, but you have to be aware of everybody's connection. Yeah. Because if you have to go up against, you know, like a Tanya, then you have to think, well, Tanya, who... Tanya, who was the free agent this week, and, like, I felt so bad for her because she was, like... Like, who did Tanya pick? Okay, well, let me figure out whether... I have better odds than Tanya based on what I know about Tanya and who she picked and who he likes and yeah. But anyway, Tanya had to be like extra hyper hyper flirtatious this week. It's like that's kind of a. I mean, the whole fucking thing is gross, but to artificially like juice like how 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 flirty you gotta be in order to stay alive. Well, fuck it. That's the whole fucking show. Well, Where do I draw the line with that? So we skipped a bunch of stuff. Okay, sorry. Uh, which is okay. Uh, the only other thing the host tells us... The show us, doesn't deserve a cogent conversation. <laughs> the host tells us that uh, rules can change at any time, uh, but hang in there for the prize at the end. There is no explicit it's a explanation of what the prize Sega is. It's a Dreamcast <laughs> with a copy of Sonic Adventure. It's an exclusive vacation with Tom Green. <laughs> um... <laughs> So after our, so after the host comes out, then we we go to the women getting ready in their swimsuits and their hair and their makeup, and then they all come out. They all do shots. Um, this is when Mike starts talking about his ability to dance and how rhythm on the dance floor is suggestive of prowess. Uh, and then we see the prowess men prowess like in dancing. Yes, and then no, we, you meant in sex. Let's unpack that. <laughs> you can't just vault over it. A zinger like that? Are you? Excuse me, sir. Are you saying like I know how to fox trot, so I know how to f- fox trot? That wasn't <laughs> yes. anything, but like yes. one, two, three, one, two. Like what are you doing <laughs> up there? One, two, three, one, two. Stop doing it and trip. <laughs> um, you're boning me in three, four times. It's crazy. The syncopation. I can do six, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five. Whoa! No! No! Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> um, 
Uh, and then we see all the dudes standing around talking, and they they come up with this original phrase that I had never heard before called "sharing is caring." I don't know if you're familiar. Um, I mean, only in the sense of like if you're on a playground and someone wants to play Foursquare, give me give me a, give me a shot. Is that what the? Oh man, yeah. No, I'm, that's kind of so. In this sense, their Foursquare is they never want to have people in the same squares week to week. Uh, They want to have everybody have a chance to have every square. (laughs) Basically, there's the suggestion that they're never going to be loyal and that they're just going to take turns with the women every week. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, it's pretty gross. um, Pretty gross. This uh, this is the worst fuck. Again, I guess, let's just, every time we feel the spirit move us, just apologize to the listeners. Yes, we should. We should. This this process of watching other shows. It is imperfect. But I at the at the same time, like I like knowing there's a support group of people out there who are there for me to help me get past this thing I made them do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I'm glad, like I you don't have to do this alone, Master Frodo. Like I'm fucking like I'm in a raw emotional state right now, and I like knowing that there's a a community of millions out there just willing to embrace me and get me through it. Um, all right, so then they all have dinner, and they're at, like, tables of, like, five people, and, um, you can see the producers starting to set some stuff up, like, Tanya and Chelsea both talk to the camera, so they're interested in the same guys, they see each other as a threat, uh, Mike gives us a little strategy and says, everybody here is a threat, uh, and then Lauren and Raheem are talking, and... Raheem kind of gets called out on all of his flirtation and he's like, you know, it's, it, I just met you women, you know, it's not like we knew each other. And they were trying to get him to get specific about like, oh, well, there's not one woman that you're more physically attracted to. And he said, oh, it's, it's physical with every single one of you. <laughs> he, it's an interesting strategy because the idea is you want to stay the longest. So you want everybody to like you. But he is just, he's not being subtle in his approach. Also, it's not a great thing to say. <laughs> I would have sex with any, you guys are all <laughs> equally have sexable with of all in my mind. <laughs> I was on some Shel Silverstein shit there for a second. What, sex withable? Sexable withable. Sexable withable. Sexable withable man. It's more and more Seuss, I think, than. Uh... All right. Um,. Okay, and then this is this is where the host comes out, and the the women do the dosi do around the men in the chairs. Yeah, um, which we described. Yeah, and so uh, the one thing I noticed. So at this point, they've all been drinking all day, and this is when Ryan, who is James' counterpart, starts to look real rough. I don't yeah. know if you noticed, blonde Ryan. He he kind of had transformed into he this. Grew, he grew like a nine o'clock shadow. <laughs> yeah. And and this is when his strategy of being kind of aloof, mm. you realize, like, is really working. Um, but anyway, so Lauren picks Ryan, Chelsea picks Jane. No I'm, I'm, you know, I'm no telling you these names. You don't know who these people are. <laughs> the blonde one picked the brown hair one, and the, girl with the, the red dress picked the small man the one thing it reminded me a little of heads up seven up because the women the women as they're walking the men are looking straight ahead and they're not making eye contact because they don't want to reveal that they care either way and mm. they don't want to look desperate so there's just like stone face as the women kind of dance around them and pick mm. um but yeah and this is where tanya goes last and she tries to stand next to james who has already been picked the host is like sorry tanya i don't envy you why'd you make her fucking go last She's gonna be, whatever. Oh, and and before they um they had to pick from already chosen men. Raheem was chosen last, and the host called him Billy No Mate. Is that a thing? No, it's not a thing. He was really upset about that because the guys were talking about him later, and he was like, you know, I can't believe she called me that. Well, the woman who picked him <laughs> was like, the people were like, I can't believe you picked Raheem, and she was like, it was the last one left, which yeah. is like drives home my theory. Like nobody's like. Oh, I'm going to fight for him because I love him. No. <laughs> no. Uh, and so when uh, James is faced with the two women, the host says, quote, will you please look at both of them in the eye and tell them what you think of them? 
And he's like, squish your heads real close together. <laughs> Which I thought was a little unnecessary. I'm trying to make this thing work. Yeah. Like, instead of just saying, like, choose the woman you don't want to select, be like, tell them both what you think of them. Um, so Tanya does not get selected. No. She is now the... Lone Although he did say that he, quote, dug her SoCal style. Jesus, no! <laughs> so Tanya, I really dig your SoCal style. No, uh, sorry, stop the show. I gotta find out when this show is made. Because that was like... They must have... Like, 311 must have, like, just been <laughs> the zeitgeist. Um, some fun facts about Paradise Hotel that I learned when researching it earlier. There are nine different international versions of Paradise Hotel. Despite the fact that the OG Paradise Hotel had a humongous two seasons... A few enough number of seasons that every person who's ever on the show is is listed in the sidebar of theme music composer Eddie Money. That explains actually a whole lot. Oh wow! Okay, uh, season two was two thousand eight. Two thousand eight? No. Uh, oh shit! You get there's a two hundred thousand dollar prize. Oh, see, that must have been made clear in the first season, and we just didn't know. Yeah, I guess not. That's a good chunk of change. It sounds like he gets to split it, somebody. Oh, the winners are people we didn't even get to see. Interesting. Okay, anyway, we just spoiled the show for ourselves. Whatever. I don't think <laughs> We're not going to watch it anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I, I can't spoil, you know, windsurfing for myself, because I'm never going to fucking do it. Okay, speaking of SoCal style... Um, the way that the women are selected, so on, you know, the Bachelor's franchise, it's all roses. Uh, Paradise Hotel 2, the men are given two necklaces, one for them to wear, and one to give their woman. Their puka shell neck, like, yeah. I wanted to bark. Yeah, it was really, really gross, so. <laughs> uh, 2008. <laughs> that was eight years ago, guys, which sounds like a lot, but... I think if you watched this show in 2008, even then, you would have been like, puka shells? Really, guys? 2008, Barack Obama became president. And Bill, yet, Bong, Bill Bong was outlawed across the country. And yet, somehow, this show also got, debuted. Got bonged out. Did you ever shop at Bill Bong? Is that before your, after your time? No, this, this store existed. No, I know, but did you shop at Billabong? I personally didn't, but I didn't have your SoCal style. No, I went in it with all my SoCal style, and even then, I was like, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> Was it's just like surfwear, right? It's it's surfwear for surfers. And so they had that in Huntington, West Virginia? Yeah. <laughs> A lot of surfing out there? Surfing that slurry. Yeah. Get on that wave of slurry. <laughs> when a mountain collapses. Oh. They, well, they no, they dug it out. They did horrible atrocities to okay. the environment. But when it collapses, a big wave of slurry. We call that hanging dirt. We call that surfing dirt. Well, let me think of a funnier thing to say. All right. Take your time. We call that ride, riding the slime. <laughs> we call that dirt scooting. That's better. I like that better. We call that slurry in a hurry. Oh, perfect. perfect. We called it the ruination oh, nope, of a state's stop. fucking <laughs> natural beauty and natural resources. <laughs> Do something. Stand up. Fight it. Matawan. I think that's what happened. I forget what happened to Matawan, but... um. I don't know what you're referencing now. Oh, you didn't grow up in West Virginia, did you? Because then you'd know to reference Madawan about something vaguely mining related, but you're not sure what, and maybe you're wrong about it, and maybe you'll edit this out of the podcast. Okay. <laughs> I'm so fucking proud of my heritage. I got that Jennifer Garner blood running through my veins. Uh, I'm, I might bring up... That's a weird thing to say, actually, now that I think about it. I might bring up that I am from St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. Uh, the home to Scott Bakula. Okay, great. Uh, the home to John Ham. What's the state bird? Uh-oh, Piccadillos. Is that... All right. I, I mean... I'm just saying I love my state keep, more than you love your we, state. We can keep talking about this. I don't know. What's your state uh, animal? Ah, there's like a bear on the Missouri flag. Do you know which type of bear? Brown. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so just as a reminder, these these couples that have formed, they are going to spend the night together. They are roommates. Like, that is established. When you choose your mate, you are choosing your roommate. 
but in order to lighten the mood a little, they have an underwear party. Gang. This one woman, I don't even notice who it was. This one woman, they're all standing in the room having drinks. And this one woman yells, underwear party. And then they all immediately strip down. Well, no, because it's that one dude says, do you remember that scene in the room where the couple like comes out of nowhere and she gives him a, a, a the old, how do you do? Uh, and what when they're alone in the apartment? Yeah, and or in the room, and later he's telling the story. And he's like, and I left me under me underwears. Yeah, yeah. With this delivery that this dude gave was like, what if we all got down to our underpants? And everybody was like, yeah, let's yeah, let's go with this cool guy's cool suggestion. Yeah, he delivered it so confidently. Uh, so there is dancing in underwear. Um, we are notified that, that Krista gets drunk. Krista is a 22 year old virgin. Yes. Which like, I don't get, I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) But the delivery of this information, which we've seen it a few times now in the Bachelor franchise, like the delivery of this information was the weirdest. Like, hi, I'm Krista. I'm 22. I'm a virgin. And I know what that means, but hey, whatever. It was literally that frank, like, <laughs> hi, I'm Griff. It was like she was listing off a, a, a series of traits on the MTV show Next. It would be like, <laughs> my name's Dylan. I love to throw the Frisbee. I love my mom's spaghetti. And uh, <laughs> one time I killed a cat accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> Next was an entertaining show, by the way. I was trying to decide, should we watch a show like Next or Eliminate or uh, Blind, Blind Date? Date? Uh, I think that's up to the viewers. I I, I don't want to pick the fucking... I also don't know where we would get those shows. Yeah, I don't either. I don't want to pick the shit anymore. Okay. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't. You know what? Okay, just to bring up, so people have been suggesting Are You The One? It is on the MTV website. Okay, let's uh, do it. And I've heard that that's actually an entertaining I've heard show. good things about that yeah. show. So that, that may be Which is better week. than the nun things I heard about Paradise Hotel too. Uh, okay, so then all of the couples go to their bedrooms. Um, we get a little night vision camera, and then we watch all of them do this dance of, are we going to visibly have sex on television on our first night here? Nobody does it. Nobody does the damn thing. From what we can tell, yeah. No, there's all these kind of like... But there's a lot of that big brother shit. I'm telling... There's an yeah. audience of people out there who like, to them, the... Um, the most amount of like salacious material that they can consume and not like feel terrible about it is some fucking like two by two pixels grayscale night vision camera like raccoon eyes uh-huh. like peeking out from under a duvet and maybe the duvet's moving a little bit. I will say that I really loved uh, a woman who I think was named Tadisha. Mm-hmm. Uh, explicitly came from the underwear party, got into the room with Rahim and was like, I'm going to go put my pajamas on, <laughs> which I love. Cause he was like, Oh and no, he was literally no. like, please, please, please. <laughs> like I'll stay on my side of the bed. And I promise he just, just didn't. don't put those pajamas on. Please God, it was uncomfy. There's one dude who slept on the floor. It was like, all right. It was especially, yeah, Nathan slept on the floor. He was the Air Force guy that was picked specifically because he appeared to be a gentleman, which for all intents and purposes yeah, seems I mean, like comparatively. He but yeah, then do you want to talk about what Raheem just yelled out loud at a certain point in the night? He yelled like, I need to get pussy. Yeah, he's like, maybe I'll just go next door. Maybe I'll just go next door. I guess it's talking about... Tanya. Uh, Tanya, who was not... Who then like, they qu- cut to Tanya... Who was, like, writhing in bed and in saying... In bed like, by herself, saying, said, I want to have sex. I just want sex. Yeah. And, um... I mean, they were all Jesus. pretty inebriated, but, man, like... Wowzers. Bowsers. That's, like, a weird jump up from blanket rustling to, like, somebody actually saying... And I'm sorry to say that word. I'm sorry to say that word. I'm not saying it proudly. In fact, I won't say it this second time. The P word? But for him to be like, I just want P. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a fun, that's a fun, nice, nice edit. Um, and then to cut to a woman who was like in this position of like, it was a weird edit. It was a terrible thing to say. Like, well, if you're not going to give me sex. I know. Then I'll go to the solo member of the game. Yeah, the person who has been exiled. Yeah, yeah. Um, can we talk about how like dangerous that whole environment felt? Oh, exceedingly dangerous. Of, like let's put these women in these room with these men and 
I mean, we'll have cameras on, but these complete drunk strangers who are all bigger than them. Yeah, and, no, and it's bad. With this overt, like, your roommates your or your, quote, bed buddies, as Tanya said, like, the expectation is you're going to put out. So good luck. <laughs> it's like, that's yeah, terrifying. No, it was really rough. Like, it was really awkward and uncomfortable, which is, I guess, better than, like, it being, like, dangerous and bad. But yeah. Uh, no, it's a fucking rough idea for a show. Yeah. I don't know if they get little antechambers that they can go, like, sleep in and, like, I don't know. Yeah, man. like, what's their what's their exit strategy? What if they feel unsafe? Where do they go? Sleep on the couch? I don't know. It's terrible. Terrible. Terrible show. I think we've been pretty explicitly clear about how fucking horrible the show is. Uh, so the next morning, we they show all the guys eating. and At the, the boys', boys yeah, breakfast. <laughs> the, the little caption underneath says, boys' breakfast. Uh, which I thought was, you know, I need to start arranging those because they did some fucking good strategy Mm -hmm. work there. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then all of the, when the men and women reunite, they all are complaining about their partners. There's, there's kind of a suggestion of like, Hey, I'm not really attached to my partner. If, you know, if you want to switch things up because they're still looking, you know, for that commitment at this point, nobody's been eliminated. They're still trying to get a firm. There, there was yes. a weird lack of like you get my back i'll get your back let's just ride let's ride this thing out and a lot of like i think i'd like to fuck a few of the people here so like <laughs> yeah. let's not lock each other down and get two hundred thousand dollars in a few weeks let's like just sort of keep it open and maybe mm-hmm. i'll fuck some folks and you fuck some folks whatever yeah. <laughs> uh there is an envelope that arrives that says that there is a disco party quote above the salon which the, I, the, I think you it's pronounced salon and it's where they discuss that's what i was honestly that's what i was wondering i was like are we talking about like a haircutting studio or are we talking about a place where they all like a, drink draw, a drawing room and talk about politics where you can sit around and talk about <laughs> politics which we learned about from that insane season of america's next top model that we fell off of with the new well, host i knew the word before then right but i didn't the definition coming from this man who's the most opulent human oh shit we gotta remember his name the most opulent human being oh, to ever live. Gosh. He was like, the salon is where you would go to discuss <laughs> politics. Oh. And the happenings of today, the culture. He was incredible. He's fucking great. I wanted to be what him. What was the phrase that he introduced? Oh, it was Drekitude. Drekitude. That's God. what it was. Okay, anyway. Any, totally not. Shit. Totally not related. <laughs> um, okay, so anyway, there is a, a disco party above the salon. Which turns it's just gang. Spoiler alert, I don't even need to watch the rest of this show to understand that all of the parties just are going to turn into underwear parties. Yeah, there were more underwear parties. Um, boys were giving lap dances, and there were some women involved. I'm not really sure why. That sequence lasted a long Well, it wasn't just women. It was mostly the free agent woman. Yeah. Like, Tanya, just, Tanya was- wore a very loose skirt that she could remove at any m- moment and reveal her underwear. Which, like... That was what, that's like weird, that's like codified. That's like what the game required, like, yeah. you gotta go hard, because yeah. you gotta break a couple up. Yeah. It's like Flavor Flav if there were like six Flavor Flaves and like five. This is a bad comparison, my t- baby. Intestines. No, my love. Uh, so then, then the host who has warned us, things may switch at any moment, the rules may change, comes out, says, uh, Tanya's in this tough situation. It's okay because she's safe this week and she's going to get two dates. So, like, we're going to change the rules. This is welcome to Survivor. <laughs> we're going to change the rules. There's 18 of you. Just kidding. Now there's 26 of you. You think the producers were standing around watching and they, they saw, like, if Tanya participates in three or more lap dances, we will let her stay. Uh, you don't need to add additional backstage grossness to this show. There's more than enough out there for all of us to see and witness. I just think the rules may change at any time gives them the option of, of watching the action and then making a decision that is the most gross decision. It also gives them the option to be like at the end of the season, be like, uh, rule just changed, no prize money, fuck you guys. Um, And then, so there's a cliffhanger, but right before the cliffhanger... Chelsea pulls Ryan aside. Now, as I, I mentioned know, earlier, shit about any of those. Names. Ryan is the one with the long blonde hair who starts to look kind of rough and plays it aloof. Uh, and so Chelsea is he sitting looks exactly with him. like the blonde guy from Party Down, whose yeah. name I can't remember, but he's and fucking also hysterical. Veronica Mars and Veronica Mars. Yes, yeah, he's so good. Mm-hmm. Shit, I wish I could remember his name. Um, Chelsea says, "I'm really attracted to you," 
And Ryan says, that's cool. Uh, and they have a lot of one-sided he conversation. He says it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm really attracted to you. Oh, cool. Cool. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think I could see myself like with you more than my current partner. Oh, cool. Like I could see myself being like physical with you. Yeah, she like oh, cool, she cool, says cool. it like ten times, and then he's like, "Oh, all right, uh, let's go on a walk." And Chelsea's trying to be coy. She's like, "Yeah, we're just walking as friends." And they go make out, and and we get a lot of foley work on that make out. They're the kissing. Rachel hates the sound. I hate of the sound of make out. I what don't do you know think why. It is? What do you think it is? It's like it's the suction and the moisture. It's awful. It sounds like you hate the whole kind of idea, the whole concept of it. I just the noise is not what appeals to me uh, uh, in the act of kissing. You know, I don't I don't want to hear that. Yeah, I would rather hear. God, okay. So if they could replace the sound. I would rather hear... Now, when you say they, do you mean the, the editors or God? <laughs> no. No. I would like, if if while Chelsea and Ryan were making out, I just heard, like, an accordion or a slide whistle, that but would be But not playing music, preferred. just, like, going in and out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. Thank you. Doing a lot of good impressions this episode because I'm in hell. So, so that was the cliffhanger. So then there's a suggestion that if we want to see this elimination ceremony, we have to watch the next episode, which we will not be doing. <laughs> Let me know how it is. I'm real invested. No, I don't want to know. Guys, we did our best. We're in the wasteland. It really... I've seen some people in the Facebook group say, and it's true, it makes you appreciate The Bachelor and Bachelorette. I thought, I, you know, maybe I just like reality dating shows. Maybe, you know, there's just something inherently entertaining about those shows, and I will like all of them. No. No, that is not the case. That's not the not case at all. It. It's not it. Like, oh, man. Maybe, you know what I wonder? It's a tough, it's a tricky needle to thread. It's a tricky needle to, th- to thread. And I don't think, for all of his many faults and foibles, <laughs> I don't think I appreciate how hard a needle to thread the bachelor attempts every every episode because it's hard to get that balance of like drama that doesn't feel too artificial building up to a romance that you have to at least a little bit believe in while also producing like a high quality reality television show get and all three of those things are fighting against each other right like you can't you could juice up the drama dial, but it's not going to result in like an, an even semi-believable romance. And as goofy as it sounds, like I really do think that's a huge component to the show's success. Well, we're also watching shows where the pretense of romance is not anything they're working very hard on. No, but I'm saying it is a factor, and it's a factor that works against the other factors. Because if there was a season that immediately the first woman out of the, the the limo meets the bachelor and they fall immediately in love and you're like oh they're legit in love mm-hmm. and then that was the whole season was just about them that'd be a fucking terrible season because it'd be yeah. boring because you gotta have the drama shit in it too it's true like in, in order for them to do all that stuff have it be a good season and not be fucking gross as hell i'm not apologizing for the times that it has been gross as hell because like a lot of that stuff is needless and actually works against what's good about the show from time to time but man it's a fucking that's a tough butt that's a tough putt. And yeah. I think watching these shows has sort of like shown me uh, I was half joking when singing Jenny Mitchell earlier. But I guess that's a, that's a tough job. What? Singing Joni Mitchell? Yeah, absolutely. She's got a high, beautiful <laughs> uh, voice. She's uh, irreplaceable. Do you think... Here's another question I <sighs> yeah. had. Do you think if we... I'm not suggesting this at all, but do you think there's something desensitizing about watching an entire season and that if maybe we watched an entire season, we no would way. convince ourselves, oh, this actually well, is good maybe, and Maybe, but no, fuck that. Like, I don't want to do that. I no, don't I don't either. I'm just saying, like, maybe we think The Bachelor is so great because we let ourselves be manipulated through a whole season. No, because that show's so easy to onboard people onto. That's you true. saw this season, we got, like, four new people in our group who had never watched the show before who are like... Di- devotees now as well as like hundreds of rose buddies yeah, so. <laughs> um no it's a it's a it's a whole world apart did make me think if fox reality could do another season of solitary help me figure this out solitary but with a dating aspect to it 
there's an AI, a fictional AI, because it's like a woman doing an AI voice really, really well. That is like the only point of contact they have the entire time while they're in isolation. So they like ask this, who is essentially a c- cybernetic dominatrix who who punishes and tortures them. Uh, but they 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 create friendships. I want to. Is there a dating aspect to that, or am I talking about like? Um, like so, some her shit, right? So now. some, yeah. So somebody that speaks to them while they're in there that they like grow but to they care go, about. Oh fuck! Turing test dating show where you don't know if the only person out of the thing, and you're, you're still being tortured or whatever, and there's still like an elimination aspect. And then at the end of the season, you have to decide whether you think the romantic partner who's been your only point of contact is an AI or a real person. I'm on some shit right now, right? Yeah. No, that's really interesting. Did this technology there, though? Like, it would only be, hear... it would only be, it would not be spoken word. It would be text on a screen. Because oh. they have these monitors in their isolation pods, and it's like the little eyeball that represents the AI is on it. So, like, they could, you know, type a few things out. Interesting. I mean, that, that could be like a challenge. Like, you could, <laughs> you could, you would get your text privileges revoked for a day, but you get like an extra food bar. Am I fucked up in the brain? I think I mean, this is like sickening. Yeah. Disgust. I mean, not any more disgusting than Solitary was, which it wasn't that disgusting. It was an interesting social experiment. It, it would have to be less torture focused because that's that's the problem with Solitary. I had a really hard time watching people like subject themselves to actual. What if it wasn't injury? a series? Every episode, it was different people, so it was like Blind Date, but they didn't know if it was an AI or a person, and if they pick correctly, they get a cash prize. But they can choose to give up the cash prize if they've found love. I don't know. I'm not as good at this as you. <laughs> no, they can take, they can take $20,000 and just walk away without having to make the choice or they can take $50,000 and guess which one it is. But if they don't even bother to guess and they fell in love now, fuck it. It's gone. It's gone. Yeah. We had it and it's gone. And we had something. Thank you for listening to Rose Bites. Please uh, like us, subscribe to us on iTunes, tell a friend about the show and uh, join the Facebook group, Rose Buddies on Facebook. And, um, I gotta pee real bad, so is there anything else? What are we watching next? Uh, are you the one? It should be available on MTV's website. Okay, good luck. Good luck. Good luck. I mean, again, let's not stand by the quality of this one before we watch it. Yeah, no, we know say, nothing about it. Neither of us has seen we're it. We're just gonna say, may the odds be ever in your favor. I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Rachel McElroy. When you're ready. Stay with us on this journey of joy. Spoiler alert! She ends up with Soldier Boy. Right reasons, right reasons.